up, everybody, and welcome to the Healthy is Hot podcast. I'm your host, Chloe Wild, TV host by day, Healthy is Hot founder by night, and health and life coach in between. Also, I'm a big fan of sweatpants and a nice glass of red wine. And from hashtag to movement, we here at Healthy's Hop believing that loving all sides of you is what is healthy. And let's be real, healthy is hot. In this podcast, we invite you to join us as we have raw, real conversations with badass individuals who are living passionate lives, thriving to make their dreams come true and diving deep into how they got to where they are. And the best part, how health is a key component of all of it. From the highs to the lows, we get into it. From fitness to mental health to aspirational careers, get ready to be inspired. Also, just a heads up, we don't really hold back, so there might be swearing, there's definitely gonna be some laughing, and hopefully, hopefully, fingers crossed here, you can take something away from these conversations to live your best life, to live your healthiest hot life. Today, we are welcoming Jordana Hart, an award-winning certified holistic nutritionist and the hashtag girl boss behind iHeartNutrition, Inc., which is a brand, blog, Instagram account, and private nutrition practice. The iHeart approach is all about attainable wellness with an emphasis on balance and moderation, things we here at Healthy is Hot wholeheartedly believe in. So she was born and raised in Toronto, Canada, and she began her journey at the the University of Western Ontario in London, completed an honors devil major, everyone. And when she came back to the city, she decided to pursue her passion for health and nutrition, and then went on to study holistic nutrition. So this girl knows what she's talking about. Get this, she's been a practicing nutritionist for over eight years now, and throughout that time has helped so many individuals create healthy relationships with food and their body. And on her social media, which I love, she shares her daily approach to health and wellness, food, lifestyle, and everything in between. And we are so lucky to have her today on the Healthy is Hot podcast. So this is really fun for me because you and I, I mean, Toronto, the health and wellness industry in Toronto is so small. It's kind of like we're a big dysfunctional family where we like occasionally get to hang out. We get really excited. Then we go off and we do our own projects and then we get to reconnect. And you and I literally just saw each other a few days ago at a fitness event supporting another another female entrepreneur. Yes. And now we get to have you on the podcast. I'm so Yay. excited to have you here. I'm so excited to be here. And it's true. I feel like we had been trying to plan this and schedule for so long. And then I hadn't seen you probably in a couple of years. And I got to see you a few times in the past few months. And now again. Yeah, dude, the world and the universe just brings people together. So in the intro, everyone's already heard like about I Heart Nutrition, a little bit about who you are. And I just want to start off by celebrating the fact that you really believe that a healthy lifestyle is not just about food. It's about so many, many other things. And that's what we believe at Healthy is Hot, that health is not just one thing. And I know when I was growing up, I really thought being healthy meant how many calories were on my plate and how many calories I burnt at the gym. Like that's what my my early 20s mindset thought being healthy was. And thankfully, over the last decade, I've worked through so much of that. And I have such a newfound appreciation for what it means to be healthy. Um, but for you, I mean, it's amazing to see all of the education you have under your belt. But I'd love to know, like, what initially drew you to doing the work that you do? Because clearly, you're passionate about health and wellness, but you could have gone in so many different directions. Totally. Um, I think I was always interested in cooking, 
uh, more so like fitness growing up, I was on tons of different sports teams. Like I loved moving my body in a way that felt good. And, um, I actually like throughout university, I had planned to go to law school. I had done double major in honors. So I was prepping to go to law school. I definitely wasn't that passionate about it. I just was like, okay, I want to be successful. I don't really know what I'm doing. Uh, I guess I'll be a lawyer. And I like wrote the LSAT and I was going to apply. And I remember at that point, like, you know what, I'm going to just slow down and take a year off. And in that time, I decided to pursue nutrition. I did, I fast tracked a program. I did it in a year. And I remember at the time, I'm like, I'm very passionate about taking care of my body at and more for me, my thing was always skin. I had acne growing up. I had anxiety and they were two things that I never really like associated with diet and lifestyle until I got older and saw that, wow, like my mood is and my sleep and my energy com- is completely impacted by what I'm eating and how I'm taking care of myself. Um, acne is a bit tricky. I think growing up, it was almost just in my genes and I didn't have control over it. But then as I got older and I could balance my hormones through diet and lifestyle and supplementation, I saw how it impacted my skin and overall health. So yeah, I decided to take that year off to pursue nutrition. I was passionate about it. And then afterwards I realized I want to stay in this industry and see if I could make a career out of it. So shortly after after graduating as a holistic nutritionist, I started a blog, iheartnutrition.com. And really it was a way for me to channel my passion for health and wellness and have an outlet. And I thought it would kind of be my resume to get new clients for them to see, oh, she kind of knows what's up. She's new, but she's posting all these recipes that, and she's posting all of these health tips. And then Instagram came out and I started an Instagram account And then throughout that time, I had been working for a natural pharmaceutical company. I actually worked in a private eating disorder clinic and I was working kind of just running my own private practice simultaneously. Um, And then social media kind of blew up. I decided I want to completely work for myself. So I left the eating disorder clinic to just focus on my own private practice which was balanced eating. And I started to grow and grow my Instagram following. And I never really realized I'd be part of the influencer world. It kind of just happened. But now social media is a really huge part of my business. I know you just hit a massive milestone. Also, it wasn't even that long that you celebrated 100,000 followers (laughs) on Instagram. And then today I was taking a peek and it was at 124. (laughs) I think that's like a testament to who you are in the space. Uh, People are looking for um, individuals and experts in their fields who kind of align with the lifestyle that they want to live. And you even just said it before all about balanced living and balanced mm-hmm. eating. And I definitely want to get into that, but I first want to ask you, like when you took that gap year after law school and you were like, yeah, I like cooking. I never went to law school. I never went to law school. Oh, when, so when, you took, when you took a break, when you took a break from <laughs> potentially going down that path. 
and you liked cooking and you were struggling with your skin and anxiety. Like, did you ever imagine though, that like, this is where you'd be. And I know eight years is not nothing, but it's also like it, as far as a lifetime goes, like you kind of fully changed your life. Like it's, I never thought that I'd be, I feel like I had dreamt about it. Like I always wanted to be an entrepreneur, but I didn't know what that would look like, but I never in a million years thought I'd be working for myself, running an online business, a private practice. Like it, I don't know how it happened. <laughs> I mean, I know how it happened, but I did not predict this. Which is kind of the joy of life. Sometimes yeah. you're on one path and then, I don't know, you feel like a nudge to go in a different direction. And then all of a sudden, eight years goes by and you're like, whoa, okay, I guess this is my life now. This is what I do. And you kind of balance a multitude of businesses truly like doing what you do. What, what do you think is the hardest part about balancing all those different businesses and what keeps you going when the days get tough? Cause obviously, you know, social media is of course a highlight reel. Mm -hmm. I know that by now. And there are of course, difficult and challenging moments being an entrepreneur, but like what, what keeps you going? What's your driving factor? I guess I want to spread it the message or my message that taking care of yourself and feeling good shouldn't feel like punishment. It should make you feel really good. And it's anyone could achieve it. Like you don't need to have a, like, it's not about a number on a scale. You don't need to have some fancy diet. Like everyone it's attainable for everyone. And you don't need to be this like weird, crunchy granola, like health not to be healthy. And <laughs> I just guess I want to spread that message. And yeah, I'm very business minded. I feel like I'm excited to grow and grow my personal brand, come up with products, um, extend my business. Like I have so many goals in it. I find it very exciting. I feel like Yes, I've been in this industry for now 10 years, but I almost feel like I'm just getting started and just getting to connect with like-minded people and new people. Like I I just love it so much. I mean, Ed, I feel like the world is your oyster. Do you eat oysters? I feel like that's a weird thing to ask nutritionists. Like (laughs) oysters are actually great for you and I love them. Are they actually an aphrodisiac? Is that that one? They are, yeah. Yeah. Great. Have, enjoy, enjoy life. Enjoy yourself. Enjoy your partner. Enjoy oysters. The world is yours. Exactly. Um, you know, I feel like especially with your background and working in those different private clinics, balanced eating is something that sometimes we put on a pedestal and we're like, yeah, just have a balanced diet. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it can feel really daunting. You're like, well, how and why? And does it actually work? And am I going to feel good? And mm-hmm. you're out here saying that, yes, balanced eating is totally manageable. Anyone can do it. It doesn't have to be boring and you can feel good doing it. Yeah. I feel like people are um, attracted to my approach because I am quite balanced and I'm also like, I'm a huge health nut, but I'm a huge foodie. So I always say like, there's no perfect diet for anyone. Everyone just has to figure out what works for them. Um, but for me, like there's certain foods I'm just never going to give up. And I, I don't feel bad about that. And I also think that eating well shouldn't ever feel like punishment. It shouldn't feel like you're on a diet. So, and I love to cook. So often I'll go to a restaurant and 
taste something and replicate it at home and make a healthier version. And I love like a really good salad just as much as I love a really good bowl of pasta, for example. So for me, there's no, the foods aren't on a pedestal. Mm-hmm. And I think people know that about me and they know I wouldn't sacrifice flavor for health. Like I kind of think you could have it all. Um, but obviously healthy living, it's not easy. And I think that's an issue with social media. People make it all seem really easy. I think it becomes more easy once you change your lifestyle and you focus on something long-term versus short-term. But yeah, like Spending time to prep some meals takes time. Uh, scheduling in a workout takes time, but those are things that you, I personally do because it makes me feel so good and I feel like it improves my quality of life and then it makes me happier. And that's the thing. And I thank you for saying that because for those listening who already have adopted healthy, sustainable habits that make them feel good, you're like, well, yeah, it's easy. It's sorry. It's like what I do, who I am. But I think sometimes we forget that when we started adopting those habits, whether it's hydrating more, getting your steps Mm -hmm. in or incorporating a few more salads into your life or whatever it is, or Mm -hmm. choosing to sleep a little bit more at the beginning, it is hard because it takes energy to shake up our usual routine. And we, we forget to recognize that and recognize that in ourselves. And sometimes we're really hard on ourselves. We're like, well, if everyone else is doing it, why is it so fucking hard for me to just like get up and move? But what's like refreshing steps? Yes. I was going to say it's refreshing seeing clients because they're often the reality check. They're like, you're crazy. They're like, you're not normal. You think it's fun to go to a farmer's market and then make a meal and then do a workout. Like that's not how people are. And I'm like, you could be that way too. It's possible. <laughs> yes. But it, it reminds me like every person has a different lifestyle and like some things come more naturally to people to begin with. But then once you create those habits, it just gets so much easier and fun. Dare I say fun? It, it, it can. And I think that's the trick too. If, if, if you're listening to this and you are looking at incorporating new habits and look, no matter where you are in your journey, there's always ways we can level up. I think we forget that it can be fun and it can be pleasurable and it can be enjoyable. And that's what I love to talk about like with my clients is, all right, you want to incorporate a new habit. Let's make sure that pleasure and joy is a part of it because we are drawn to things that make us feel good. And even if that means, you know, at the end of a workout, you feel good. Like there is still that joy at the end of it and it's so fun that you have these conversations with your clients too and what's some advice you give to people when they are kind of early on in their habit building journey wanting to incorporate them but feeling a little bit overwhelmed um so anytime I see a new client like I do focus on the basics so diet self-care movement um and I'll go through someone's diet and I'll first ask them, okay, what are you currently eating or doing? Like zero judgment, just tell me how it is. And the first thing I like to do is get them on more of a schedule. I find that if you're not prioritizing food, it's sometimes we know what to do. We're just not doing it. Mm -hmm. Like you could, people know, drink more water, sleep more, eat more vegetables. Like I think people know that it's just trying to figure out how do I manage this manage to do these things and incorporate them into my day. So I usually say, okay, just tell me like, what does your life look like? Like, 
are you married? Do you have kids? Do you live alone? How stressful is your job? Do you work from home? Do you work at, do you go into work? Like, what does that look like? So I'll go through someone's life. So I understand what that means to them. And then I'll start by implementing, okay, you're not, you're skipping lunch every day and then you're binging at night and wondering why you crave sugar every night. Let's make sure you're eating more throughout the day. Okay. Breakfast, lunch. What do you, what do you like? And people are often like, what do I like? Like, it doesn't matter what I like. Tell me what's healthy. I'm like, no, it matters what you like because we could find a healthier version of that, that you'll stick to see how good you feel and then incorporate some other healthy habits into your life. So I like just understanding the individual to see where they're coming from and then kind of fitting in nutrition and wellness into their life in a way that makes sense. Mm-hmm. This answers your question. No, it a hundred percent. It's like a good reminder for all of us that we are unique beings and when we decide to change something in our lives and it could be health related, it could be career related, it could be relationship related. You really sometimes got to take a step back and look at your overall life before you start making progress and change. Cause if we have tunnel vision and we're just like, well, I'm just going to eat more vegetables and I'm not really going to think about how that fits into my life. It's going to be harder because we're kind of leaving more up to chance when like what you're saying, Jordana is like, when you step back and you actually look at the client as a whole fledged human Mm -hmm. with, you know, relationships and career and goals and struggles, it's easier to see, okay, where can we slot it in? Where can we make this transition feel a little bit easier, a little bit less painful, have a little bit less friction so you can up the chances of actually sticking to that new habit? Yeah. So I think it's important for people, as you just said, take a step back from your life. What, why do you even want to make changes? Like, how do you think it will make you feel? Um, And what is your current life? And What are like the basic things you should be doing and how do you incorporate them? Because I think people who are like, oh my God, I feel bloated. I feel tired. I feel stressed. I want to make all of these changes at once. And then I see a lot of people who are so excited about their health, not even in a bad way, like legitimately excited, but then they go into full meal planning mode, full exercise routine. They're really excited. They're gung-ho. They maybe do it for a week and then they fall off the bandwagon because they don't have any of those basic habits set in stone. And then they'll have a birthday or something that will come up and throw them off guard. And then they won't know how to kind of bounce back. Which is, I think, a really nice thing as well, just to keep in mind is basics are not a bad thing. Starting small is not a bad thing. Incorporating daily changes that you can actually stick to beyond a seven day excited week is not a bad thing. I think sometimes we feel like when we decide to quote unquote, be healthier, we have to do this massive, like 180 on our entire lives, which like you said, when the excitement's there, I mean, it's, you can do it, but it's mm-hmm. sustainable. And so I think sometimes we put this pressure on ourselves to just change everything. Like New Year's resolutions is a perfect example where all of a sudden we're going to be like a brand new human on January 1st after like a night of partying with our friends on the 31st. It's like, okay, let's, let's slow the brakes a little bit because unfortunately, oh, look, some people might be able to stick to it. But I think for a lot of us, 
we fall off and then we feel like shit. And then, and then we're kind of like in the spiral. It's time for Chloe's Clarence pick of the week. Woo! I honestly think my voice is getting better every single time I record these Clarence product integrations, or is it just me? Okay, let's get to the, the product, shall we? I want to celebrate Clarence cleansing micellar water, micellar, micellar. I don't know, guys, I might be saying it wrong, but you know what I'm talking about. So this is great for all the gals and guys out there listening to this who love to wear makeup who really just want to remove it but in an expressed fashion this is quick and dirty but like not dirty it's actually really clean but like you know what I'm talking about and as always what I love about Clarins is this product in particular get this is made with 95% natural ingredients uh yeah yeah and it removes makeup from your face and your eyes and your lips as well as impurities and traces of pollution while being gentle on the skin i mean what more could you want i like a product that works that's good for the environment but it's also good for me and the cool thing about this for all my sensitive skin gals out there this is suitable for sensitive skin so guys it's going to help soothe calm and soften the skin while also getting your makeup off so introduce the cleansing micellar water from Clarence ASAP. And let's get back to the chat. That's okay. Exactly. The spiral, because it's not just that people will fall off. They'll then feel really guilty. And then what I, the message I like to share is like, you can't screw up. Like you didn't screw up. You like, who cares if you missed your workout? Who cares if you indulged at dinner like you had fun you enjoyed yourself tomorrow's a new day or to or it's, it's the same day like I don't have I never have um something I share often is that I don't believe in cheat meals because you're not cheating you're just living yeah and like you're not you shouldn't call it cheating like you're just living your life and we should never feel bad about it and we it's so funny how our brains turn to guilt when really it's an opportunity to say like, okay, that was a choice I made at dinner to have pizza and wine. It actually wasn't the smartest because I'm hungover. I drank too much and I'm bloated because I overdid it with the food. There's nothing to feel bad about. That's actually now motivation for me to make some changes tomorrow. Or the next time I go for Italian with my friends, maybe I need to have one glass less of wine and share a salad with the pizza. Like how can I go into that next, the next time and optimize it? Yes, Jordana. (laughs) Literally, it's literally data. Like I'm such a nerd, like the inner science in me and scientist in me is like still, she's still there. And I I like to look at it as data. Like, okay, you woke up and I'm someone who loves pizza and wine. So when you're giving that example, I'm like, that's me. And every time I'm like, well, I don't feel great. So maybe next time I'll try to be better. I'll try or or I'll try to drink more water, but I'm still going to have the wine and I'm still going to have the pizza because those are two things that I just, I love. I really, really enjoy. Then I set myself up for success the next day. And I love what you talk about cheat meals. So I go, I say the same thing, but I'm like, instead of calling them cheat meals, let's call them treat meals. Let's build them into our lives. We're allowed to have treats. Treats are amazing and they should be something we look forward to and we enjoy. And Mm -hmm. 
if you know, like, for example, I know when I drink wine and eat pizza, I'm going to feel a little bit icky the next day. But Mm -hmm. if I look at it as a treat meal, I also am making the choice to be okay with the consequences of feeling a little bit icky the next day. And I come to terms with it. And I'm like, it's all good. I enjoy it so much that I'm kind of down to feel a little bit icky the next morning. But you know what, I'm going to fucking crush it the next day with my water. I'm going to make sure I'm super hydrated. And then that way it helps a little bit with those feelings that sometimes creep up of guilt and shame. Um, And you just kind of use it as an experiment. You're like, your body is just this like awesome lab that you get to play with and learn from. I I also feel like for me, I'm not intimidated by cooking. So, and I know kind of which ingredients and spices go together. So I could just throw a meal together And I know a lot of people aren't like that. So like I'm lucky in that sense, but what I often tell clients is, or even my community online is that you need to practice getting more comfortable in the kitchen because I think when people think of health, they think of like a lame ass salad with a boring piece of chicken breast. And like, I hate that too. Like, I don't want to eat that. And you could make your healthy food taste so good. And for me now, as much as I love going out because it's my social life and like, I love trying new restaurants. I often prefer like a home cooked meal anyways. Like I prefer, like I love when I'm at home, I can make a million kinds of vegetables with my protein, with my carb. And like, it's filling, it's satisfying and it tastes so good. Mm -hmm. So I feel like people need to, get more creative in the kitchen and there's all of these free resources online. And that is so helpful when people realize like, wow, this is healthy and it tastes so good. Yeah. I know. Honestly, I look at your page sometimes for inspo because I'm not someone who feels very confident in the kitchen. I love to eat, but mm-hmm. like the time it takes to cook is one yeah. of those. I have a weird mental barrier where I'm like, there's so many other things I could be doing. Yeah but I know how important it is. And also just that feeling of connecting with your food before you eat it is something that can be a form of self-care too. And one of the things you posted that I tried and it was so good and it was foolproof because even I didn't mess it up. was just like throwing a can of lentils, chopping up cucumber oh. <laughs> in there, some feta. And it was, it was so like simple, like watching your video made it feel like even I, a girl who feels very uncomfortable in the kitchen could make it. And it was so tasty. Like I was proud of myself for making it. It tasted really good. It was really filling. And like, that's, that's the kind of stuff that I really love. Cause I'm definitely one of those humans that I'm like intimidated by everything right. stairs in the kitchen. Everyone just needs good olive oil and fresh salt and pepper makes all the difference. Like where you crack it. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Probably you, that's not, not cracking. You grind it. Right. <laughs> like freshly ground pepper. There crack, we go. Cracked it. It works. Both work. I mean, English is my first language, but sometimes <laughs> after a long day of filming, my mouth and brain just don't connect. One of them is on holiday, which makes podcasting so, so fun. Um, one of the things we touched on a little bit earlier, and I'd love to like hone in on the importance of it. It's like when you, when you are talking to a client and, or even someone on social media, they want to like shake up their life a little bit. Yes. It's important to take a step back, take stock of their life, look at what the changes are, but how important is it to figure out what your why is like, why are you choosing to show up and to make this change, whether it's to work with a nutritionist like yourself or to work with a personal trainer, like how important is our why and how can we figure out what it is that's making us tick and making us want to change? 
Yes. So your why is so important because we want to be motivated by something positive. And the truth is sometimes with people I work with, I'm like, why are you doing this? And they're like, honestly, it's just to lose weight. And I feel gross and it's something negative. So I think even before the why is reminding people like we are, we're all equal. We all deserve to feel good and we're all worthy of feeling good. And like, I don't need to explain that to someone. I don't have to justify. We're just all humans. We deserve to feel good each and every one of us. And that's just basics. Yeah. But when it comes to the why, I think I encourage everyone to dig a bit deeper. So let's say someone wants to lose weight. Um, like, why do you want to lose weight? Like, and let's say someone says, well, I put on weight because I wasn't taking care of myself and I don't feel great now. Okay. So you want to lose weight because you want to feel more confident in your body. Not that you need to lose weight to feel confident in your body, but, or you want to feel more energized and you want to feel better in your own skin. And then I could say, okay, so great. Like let's change your diet. Um, make sure that you're eating the rainbow, eating your nutrients and like your body should almost like even out itself if it's supposed to. But what I'm hearing actually isn't weight loss. It's that you want to find confidence and energy. So like, how can we rejig other parts of your life so you feel good? So I think that sometimes we're so busy and chaotic in our lives. So when we ask ourselves, like, why are we doing this? We don't always know. So it's important, like even take a 30 minute brainstorm and just write out a list of the reasons why. And it's okay if they don't all feel um, equivalent, but just think about why you're doing what you're doing. Yeah. And for some people, it's easier. And like you could ask them and they could answer in one word their why, but everyone has a different story. Yeah. And I think it's cool too, because I think a lot of us, it's easier for us to say the negative reasons of why we don't want to be where we currently are than to foresee the future, the positive feeling that getting there will give us. And I know I'm someone who it's easier for me to like my brain, just it's easier for it to go negative than it is to go positive, especially when it comes to, you know, the person I see in the mirror. And so I like your suggestion of just write it all down judgment free and mm -hmm. then take a step back and then see if you can look at it from the other perspective. Like maybe what you wrote down, like, I don't feel confident anymore. Maybe that's your why, but you can flip it and go, I want to feel more confident because mine, mm -hmm. I imagine is such an important part of this game, just like it is when it comes to any health and wellness goal, like choosing to treat ourselves with positive affirmations and being kind to ourselves. So I think it's cool that you're encouraging your clients when it comes to their why to challenge them to look at it through a positive lens. Mm -hmm. And I think something, I feel like I, I mentioned weight a lot because that's something that's more tangible that people are like skin people like easily connect to. Mm -hmm. um, but really like we're on this planet like once and we're all busy. We're all stressed. And the truth is we all want to feel good and we want to have energy and the easiest way to do that is through self care and taking care of ourselves through like food and, uh, lifestyle. I mean, like, look at our cars for anyone who has a car here. Like we put gas in that thing when that 
red light goes on says like, Hey, I'm running low. Please like, give me gas. You're not going to keep driving and driving on the highway until all of a sudden, like you're out of gas. And then what are you going to do? No, no, no. We treat our cars, honestly, sometimes better than we treat our own bodies. Like we completely ignore when we're hungry. We like give it crap, like diluted gas that we found in some bucket on the side of the street. And we're like, this will do. And then we wonder why we don't feel well when like, we are so much better sometimes at like refilling our gas gas tanks, um, which is like one of those things that just blows my, and I do this too, guys. I'm, I have my moments where I, I take diluted gas from a bucket <laughs> side of the street and that's what I put in my body. And I wonder why I'm moody and irritable, but it's a journey. It's a process. Yeah. And I, I think it's so important. Um, and whenever I work with health and life coaching clients, like they're, the why is so important. Mm-hmm. It's the true pillar of showing up and continuing to show up when life gets busy or, you know, yeah. you, you fall off for a couple of days, you just come back. Like we're not yeah. going anywhere. Like this whole thing, this life thing is not going anywhere. So do what exactly. you got to do and come back. I'm actually on uh, um, like an Instagram break right now for 10 days. I'm coming back online at the end of the week. And for me, that's like a huge part of my wellness that I take breaks from being online because as an influencer, like I'm always on my phone and sometimes it's, you need to disconnect to reconnect. So Wellness looks different for every person and there's so many different ways to take care of ourselves. How is your detox going? I love that you're doing this, by the way, <laughs> 10 days without social media. I'm like, oh my gosh, what would I do all that time? <laughs> it's so great. I obviously love what I do, but I've been so productive because I'm not scrolling on my phone and I'm getting to focus on other parts of my business that I often neglect. Um, so it's been great and it's nice just even though like I have very good boundaries and I follow only like accounts that make me feel good at the end of the day, when you sign into your phone and just you're being inundated by videos and messaging, it's just a lot. Yeah. So it's nice to go to bed without being on my phone first and waking up and just being in my own zone. It's been so lovely. (laughs) I'm very inspired. I think one day I, I will have to try that. And I can only imagine how much mental real estate is cleared up. Like you said, we're inundated with so much information and our poor brains are like trying to assimilate it and figure out what's important. And sometimes we, you know, compare ourselves to other people and sometimes it can be good and sometimes it can be bad, but it is a lot all the time nonstop. And that takes up a certain amount of bandwidth in your brain that maybe could have been utilized towards brainstorming, you know, next business chapters or connecting with real humans in the real world. Um, so look, anyone's listening to this highly recommend, even if it's obviously 10 days could be a lot, but sometimes on every weekend, I usually take one day offline, but even if you turn your phone off for two hours a week, it doesn't sound like a lot, but you'd be surprised how often you're going to pick up your phone. And it just is so cool when your phone's off and then you realize like, wow, I've just tried to open Instagram six times in a row. Like, again, it's one of those, like you step back and you like get awareness over something that we're so addicted to. Like my my phone is right here. Like I'm recording a podcast with you. Like what is possibly going to (laughs) happen? I'm very inspired by you. Uh, We're almost near the end of the time, but I'd love to ask you because you're so involved in the food space and you're constantly pumping out amazing recipe after recipe online. What's your current favorite 
ingredient. Like for a while, cauliflower was everywhere, kale, coconut oil. Like I'm curious for you, what gets you excited right now, nutritionally, but also functionality? Mm, I kind of go in waves. I know this sounds like I'm, I'm really big on zucchini right now. It's in season. So if you go to the farmer's market, they're like huge. So I've been cutting them up, freezing them for my smoothies. I, you could use them instead of ice cubes. Cause then it's like extra fiber and it makes it creamy and thick. Yes. Done. Yeah. So that is an amazing tip. And then I'll literally put it into everything. Like I'll just saute it on its own. I make this yummy one with nutritional yeast and garlic. I put them into stir fries, omelets, like everything. So that's maybe my ingredient that I'm loving right now. Yeah. I'm also really loving kimchi. I always do, but <laughs> hey, I have a bucket of it on it right now. Fridge, and I think I've opened it once because I don't know what to do. Oh with it. I know it's so, good for me. I've been making it's when I, you know, those days where you want something healthy, but you have like five minutes. Um, so sometimes, sometimes even at dinner, I'll do this and I'll just saute whichever veggies I have in my fridge um, and add in an egg or two. And then I'll add in the kimchi, some tamari sesame oil. And like, just, it takes literally five minutes. It's so good. And then I'll like put it with some like brown rice or something that I have in my fridge. And I love that. Um, but I put kimchi in tons of stir fries um, with noodles. It's just so yummy. Or I don't know if you eat um, ground beef or steak, but it tastes so good with that, with green onion and yeah. sesame oil. It's so good. Oh, sesame. You say sesame oil and immediately <laughs> I'm drooling. Like it's just, my brain loves it. Okay. I love that. And I love how it's a five minute meal. Cause I feel like that fits into my life. <laughs> I'm going to hundred percent do the zucchini trick because I have it every single day. And I always put an ice cube because I now also a little bit of frozen banana because I love like a milkshake texture. Yeah. But I don't frozen cauliflower does the same thing. Uh-huh. So they're both great. See, I'm a big fan of like those little sneaky hacks. You're going to have a smoothie anyways. Yes. Shove in a couple veggies that yes. are going to give you the same kind of vibe, thick, creamy, cold, while also getting some delicious fiber and nutrients along the way. Like those are the fun things that I think we can all do. And there's such simple things like inactivities we're already doing. So why not just like be a little sneaky? I agree. Throw, throw those greens in. Um, Jordana, thank you so much. Appreciate you coming on a computer during your social media detox. This was (laughs) I'm on my computer every day. So, okay. Okay. Perfect. I'm like, Oh my gosh, I don't want to, um, no, you're amazing. I look forward like, I don't want to go a couple years without seeing you again. Thank you. Thank you. You're the best. Oh, that was fun. And just like that, another episode of the healthy is hot podcast. Once again, I am your host with clearly no filter, Chloe Wild. And if you enjoyed this conversation, feel free to subscribe so you never miss out because that sucks. Feel free to rate and leave us a comment. And of course, follow us on Instagram at Healthy is Hot. And my friends, remember, healthy is fucking beautiful. I'll see you next week.